can stop the search for something intellectual and fulfilling. You've tuned into the diary of a bald man. And there is no going back. Let the moaning, groaning and bitching begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Hey Sinners, welcome to The Shit Show. This is Alan Wolford, your host. Today's recording date is June 7th, 2022. How the hell are you? Yeah, I'm asking. It's not like you can answer, not verbally, not directly. But, you know, if you think about it, in the last show we started talking about engaging one another with snail mail. And people actually took to it. They took to it like jeans on a fat bottom girl. They struggled to get it on, but they did it. So, the first three... They came in, first was from William and Jesse in Atlanta, Georgia. Alan, the husband, I love the show. William may have a man crush on you, and I love the voice. It's great for radio, or should I say podcast. We just listened to your other show, Dragon Up 6.0, and hope you do interviews on The Diary as well. Well, William and Jesse, the plan is to do additional interviews. Uh, another podcast was going to be coming out called Two Vets. And we started it, but people withdrew. There's concerned about certain things, certain issues. Guys talk about PTSD and the bad things happening. And it did. But I promise you, we do have more shows coming up. We have some people that we're going to be interviewing. I've been reaching out, so that is coming. Thank you for your letter. I'll be writing back to you soon. Our next one was Philip Corson from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, man, and this was actually written in cursive. And for those of you that don't know what cursive is, it's a secret, secret penmanship that us old bastards know. Hey man, love the Janus and Take It Like a Man episodes. Your information-based chapters have a great deal of appeal to us younger folks who have to plan and prepare for the days ahead. I use that from your show, obviously. My dad likes your direct and unpolished commentary. He feels that people are too worried about what they say and how they say it, then getting the message out without sugarcoating and bullshit. He said to keep it real and keep on keeping on. Philip, please tell your dad I said thank you. And for all you young ones, that's all we can do. We can tell you what we did, what we failed on, and what we had to work on. And hopefully you have better days ahead. Thank you for your letter. And then finally on this one, Emmanuel and Paula Vasquez from Tucson, Arizona. Hermano, after I retired from the Army... 91 Bravo, I had issues with PTSD and ED as well. Your shows and the information you provided gave me and Paula a better view on alternative medicine. I am currently working with my physician, as you recommended, on reducing medications and trying CBD, plus magnesium for the stress and other factors. I'm also looking at a local medical facility for the hormone replacement therapy you mentioned as my T levels were lower than a caterpillar's balls. God bless and keep that old ass rolling. Paula sends hugs and love. So, Emmanuel, uh, you'll see in the letter I sent you, uh, you know, try rack ops. There's other veteran uh, CBDs. That's the one I work with. But thank you for going to your physicians. I don't know. You didn't mention if it was the VA or somebody there in Tucson. I love Tucson. I was out there. It was hotter than hell. Uh, but from what I can remember, great times, great people. Thank you all for your letters. So, you know, for all of you listeners out there, there is a whole world out there that has become more and more available due to the Internet. 
Now, this is not always a good thing because it could be manipulated to make herds of sheeple do and participate in stupid activities. You know, I mean, think of it. Think of the Tide Pod Challenge. But one of the things that gets stupid, too, is we forget how to communicate. You know, there's jokes going around people my age saying, hey, let's put, you know, a stick shift and cursive so the younger people can't steal it from us. And, you know, we have our own secret language. There's nothing they can do. They'll know nothing about it. But, you know, one of the things we don't want to get away from is the basics. I mean, think about it. You know, what if, God forbid, there's some kind of solar thing or, you know, global thing where GPS fails? How are you going to travel? Are you going to poke your Garmin? Or are you going to have to pull out an old map book? You know, cartographers are going to have to get back out there and start doing this shit. You know, and that's one of the things that's great. You know, if we're not so reliant on electronics when we have to pull away, we're not going to fall apart. We're not going to fall apart. People can't feed us the shit they want and block this stuff. I mean, think of it. Think of what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, right? So their case comes up. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was something to see. But what happened with Ghislaine Maxwell in the court case that she was going through? We didn't see that. And there was a lot of shady, shitty things going on. But when you have the influence and the knowledge and the names of people that are critical, that want to be protected, you can block shit. And that's the only thing I hate. That's the one thing I hate about the internet is the people in charge of the digital signals will give you what you want to know. You can look up some great things. You can be educated. You can learn from shit. But you got to have eyes that are not looking through those rose-colored glasses. All right? Question things. Challenge things. Look for your, you know, different things that... You know, most people say, well, that's wrong. This is right. I mean, people get into stupid fucking fights on the internet. You know, safety people, the guys in my industry, they do it all the fucking time. You, somebody will ask a question, then someone will put down, hey, look at this chapter, look at this. And that's not the question they ask. And they're like, well, you wanted to know, and I'm giving you reference material. And they, they said, how do I do it here? How do I make this work here? It, it's a never-changing world. I mean, one minute you're advanced, next thing you're put back. Educate yourself on the things that you need to know and some of the arcane things you don't think you'll need to know. Because remember, things come back around. I mean, bell-bottom jeans did. You know, big hair did. Bald guys. Hell, we're sexier than shit. Telly Savalas, God bless him. He's, I know he's deceased. And some of you listeners may not even know who that is. But, you know, he, he made bald beautiful. I mean, he took it to the le next level. So we're talking about things you did know and things you didn't know. So, you know, in some of the questions that come up, you know, people ask, well, Alan, you know, what does a person with severe or moderate ED do, you know, to please their spouse? I used to get this question all the time. Well, let me tell you what, Caitlin Neal, you know, she's a relationship and sexual expert. She has an amazing program called How to Make Her Squirt and Be Legendary in Bed. Yeah, you heard that right. How to Make Her Squirt. So people are like, uh, well, if you have ED, how are you going to make her squirt? Look at your right hand. That's the same hand that you love on when your wife's not there, your girlfriend's not there. Take and drop your thumb and two of those fingers. You see that right there? That's your trigger finger. You want to trigger a squirt? I'm telling you this shit works. 
Don't ask me how. That's a whole different show, and I don't want to get my ass beat by my wife. But it works. So for guys with ED, you know, women get tired of toys. They get tired of oral, right? Because some of you some bitches, you probably haven't shaved. I mean, I got a goatee. I keep it trim. You know, there's things you like. But women and men, we like that physical aspect. We like that connection. Yeah, your, your fingers are not your dick, but hey, think about it. You're trying to bring forth an orgasm, bring forth this psychological and this emotional thing that's going to help a relationship. So let's talk about the other side of that. So us broke dick motherfuckers, you know, us guys sitting there making her squirt and all that, the guys are like, well, Alan, do you ever get depressed because you can't function? Well, yeah, I have ED. So think about this, guys. Your physical impairment is just that. It's a physical impairment. Some of these can be resolved. You can get pumps put into your pecker. They're, they put a little squeeze thing into your nutsack, so you pop that sucker and you can fill it up. Uh, I don't know about that. There's supposed to be other surgeries available in Europe, right? And then you got Gaines Wave, where it'll break up plaque blocking the blood inside your penis. And basically, they put sound... You know, and they put this little gun looking thing at the base of your cock and they go back and forth and these sound waves, it stimulates it. Okay. So it's breaking a plaque. It, it's getting blood flow. And then for blood flow, do like I did, get the PRP shot or what they call the P shot. You know, it gives you girth. It gives you blood. It gives you all that. But so while you're working on the physical, the emotional side is just as important. We get depressed. I get depressed. I do. I look at my wife. She gets out of the shower. She has got a gorgeous body. Tremendous ass. I love it. Um, but, you know, it it brings me down. So the hormones help, right? So I've been getting the testosterone. That helps. But you still get that depression that I can't satisfy her. And that causes rifts. That causes stupidity, you know? And it's not that you're stupid. You're just dealing with the emotion of I want to physically give her that, which I used to give or used to be able to do when I was younger. So to deal with the emotion, you know, it's chemicals. That's a lot of what it is. It's chemical, electrical, overthinking, overanalyzing. So to help you, here's some stuff that's good for that depression. So just remember, talk to your primary care physician. And remember, there's no vitamin that will treat depression if you aren't deficient. However, if you are deficient, B6 and B12 and vitamin D, they help. I mean, they really do help. The B12 shot that I got in Morristown a week ago, that helped out with a lot of it. And sometimes depression, you know, it's not just from the physical. You know, it's just you worry about, you know, if you're taking Viagra, Cialis, Sildenafil, whatever. And it doesn't work for you. I mean, I've had that happen. I'd take a handful of that, not a handful, but I'd take that and I'd take the maca root and the horny goat weed and all that stuff. And I'm raring to go, and I'm looking down. It's like, really, dude? You're, you're not working with me here. So you get that depression, and you're afraid to start anything with your spouse or significant other for the simple fact you're worried about they'll feel like a rejection again. You know, they're playing with you. They're kissing on you. You're, you're getting that engagement, and you can't close the deal. You can't close the deal, and that sucks, and that wears down on your heart. So remember I told you for your heart health, and to help with erectile dysfunction stuff, look at taurine too. So 
All these things, again, talk to your primary care physician. Talk to the people that want to help you. They're there for you. Yeah, they fucking want your money. They'd rather give you pills. There's other alternatives. Things that actually will help, you know, inspire and get you motivated. But, you know, everything is like I said. Don't just take my word for it. Research it. You know, go to the library. Get books on cardiovascular diseases. Get books on stress. Get stuff. I'm giving you the best information I got on stuff that worked for me, but I'm not a professional. I'm a practitioner in life. I can't tell you everything. So, gave you some information, and when we get back, we're going to get into the meat of the matter. You know, we're going to get into some basic conversation, but, you know, we're going to talk about indecent exposure and how it affects your life. And we'll get back in just a moment. Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. When you must be outdoors in hot weather, take steps to stay cool and healthy. Cut down on exercise and other hard tasks. Drink two to four glasses of cool, non-alcoholic fluids every hour. Rest often in shady areas. Wear light clothing and protect yourself from the sun with a wide-brimmed hat, sunglasses, and sunscreen, SPF 15 or higher. No matter where you are in the world, that rambling voice from Tennessee will cause traumatic ear damage and lower your IQ to a level that must be measured in the negative. It's too late to turn it off now. You're listening to Alan Wofford on Diary of a Bald Man. Hey, everybody, we are back. So let's talk about it. What is indecent exposure? What is it, you know, when people say, hey, that's indecent, you know, it, it's a response to what they see, to what they hear, to what they visualize. Are you responsible for that? Not a fucking bit. What caused this episode to come up? We had a conversation with a group of individuals the other day because they were talking about these new uniforms that were coming out for females involved in construction, involved in the trades. And there were some people that were upset by it. What made them upset was that for so many years, you know, they said that, well, the persons of this six talking about female wanted to be treated just like males. They didn't want anything, you know, they didn't want a separation of sex. They didn't want a separation based on gender, but then they're coming out with this new clothing line for women. Now, 
from the pieces that I saw in the literature, yes, they're a bit more form-fitting. They're a bit, you know, for females. And it caused the guys to be upset because they were worried about some of the responses, not from the older guys. Well, maybe some of the older guys, but mostly from the younger generation. You know, that's looking at all these porn sites and OnlyFans and their hormones are out of whack. And they were worried about the repercussions being involved. Then they were worried about other females saying, hey, why are you dressing up for a construction site? Why are you putting on makeup? Why are you doing this? You know, that, that's indecent. That is not decent for the workplace. And my wife went through this. Years ago, she was working at a company here in Tennessee, and a guy went up and smacked her on her ass. And they blamed my wife for wearing form-fitting tight jeans. Now, in defense of my wife, I worked at this location for a while as well. And the machines and the equipment and the parts and stuff, if you had loose-fitting clothing, it would actually snag on them. It actually hooked materials on them. And if you've seen construction workers or maintenance guys that wear the basic, you know, uniforms that are rented and provided, you know, these things are loose. And that's one of the good things is that they're not gender, right? They're gender neutral. They, they don't form fit. They don't give you any illusions or any visual things that says, damn, she looks good. But I digress. When we were building my wife's plant, you know, one of the things I loved about her when she was wearing her FR fire retardant material was it hugged her cute little ass. And, I, you know, I told her about that. We laugh because it wasn't like, you know, uh, wearing form-fitting jeans or Spanx or uh, any of the yoga pants like you're seeing today. But that's where it's the visual indecency for some of the guys. Not that they're concerned that, oh, my God, that's going to, you know, create havoc. But in some of their minds, it is. They saw what happened 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, and women wore dresses and they wore things, casual attire, but now they're coming into a construction site that's predominantly male-based or they're going into a job site and they're wearing these outfits that are form-fitting. So is it a distraction? Possibly. The first time you see it, anything's a distraction. How many times have you been to the beach or you've been out and you saw a woman walking in yoga pants? Everybody looks. I look. My wife looks. Because you're looking at, you know, is it visually appealing? Does it look good on that person's physique? But are you going to take action based on that? Fuck no. The problem is with so many people, we're worried about the perceived actions, the perceived consequences, the perception of things that are going to be involved. You know, I mean, you know, look at people's websites or look at their LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter pages. You know, they put out information. OnlyFans does too. You know, they don't wear too much. And people's first thought is they're slutty. Are they slutty? Are they confident? Are you slutty? Or are you confident? Do you have a great physique? Did you work out? Do you take care of yourself? Even the big people. Even the chunky monkeys and the fat fuckers like I used to be, they look good. Look at Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll the singer. Look at his wife. He would not be somebody who would think. He's got amazing talent. He's got a great voice. You don't think he takes care of himself and people think, oh, man, that's vulgar. This is that. He's got a beautiful wife. Why is one appealing visually and the other not? It's based on perception. It's not indecent exposure. 
It's what's in the mind of the person interpreting what you're wearing, saying, posting, doing. That's not on you. Fuck them. When it isn't decent is when you do something that may be considered dramatic, you know, like people that are uh, flashing, for example. You know, truck drivers used to say it all the time. I haven't been flashed in so long. They used to love. They'd be going down the road. They'd be looking. Some woman pulls her top up. You know, and the, the women get excited about that, you know, because it was a risque thing. They're not going to see that individual again. They're not going to be doing anything with them. And it gave them a little bit of a, you know, tachycardia where their heart rate was going up and they just felt like that. But then, you know, you have the people that look at that and they just laugh and it's like kids. And others are like, damn, damn, they shouldn't be doing stuff like that. It's everybody's perception. People look at things differently, right? There's so many different aspects out there. You have to look at how people were raised. Go to Europe, you know, where they have numerous nude beaches. Look at swingers. You go to the swingers lifestyle page and look at their group photos. A lot of the women on their profiles, for them and their husband, it's the women posing topless. Why? Because it's bait. They're trying to get you interested in them. And a lot of the men, you know, they like to watch their wives, because it's like, okay, they're being satisfied. This is based on my interaction or the same thing with the wife. I want to see me, you know, my husband doing that. It's all in the mindset. You know, you've got people that are just going out there. Yes, they do want attention, but who doesn't? We talked about this on other shows. So they wear things to get the heads turning, to get the hearts beating, and it makes them feel good. You have to look out for yourself. To thine own self be true, right? If it makes you happy, as long as it's not illegal, as long as it's not gross and indecent involving, you know, minors or children, fuck you. If you're involved in that, I hope to God we find you and we take you out the fucking street. You, you, I, I'll just leave that off there. Child predators and stuff like that, that's a whole second class. That is completely indecent. Any type of child pornography, any type of child involvement. You know, that, that's complete and vulgar. And I hope, you know, the law enforcement agencies and all that pull your asses off the street, you sick bastards. You know, and we were talking about Ghislaine Maxwell and them earlier. So, you know, people are like, I, I could not believe this. They're like, oh, well, you know, back in the day, girls were getting married at 13, 14, 15 years old. Okay, that was back in the day. Life expectancy was not, you know, really not extended. You know, so... That's not, that was back then, this is today. Is it indecent now? Well, again, you know, some people say yes, some people don't say no. So let's look at ourselves. What is indecent exposure? It could be professional. You're giving out, you know, hey, my client, my company do this with these particular clients. It's one thing if you're using that to say, hey, if we can help a company like this, we can help yours. In some businesses, they say, don't do that, because now that they know our structure, they know our internal strengths, our internal weaknesses, they'll use that to pull our client. Is it still indecent? No, because if your company's worth a damn and somebody comes after that, you're going to go after your client that you have, and you're going to do better. You know why? Because once somebody else finds out your weaknesses and they bring it in, and then that client comes to you and says, hey, you know, these guys are offering this, you don't do that. Well, okay, you may not do it, but you will hire or bring in a subject matter expert that can so that you still give it to them. 
Somebody exposed you. It was indecent. It was vulgar. They were going after a client that brings money into your facility that pays your people. If they give you notice, they give you information, all you can do is improve on it, right? So let's go to the visual aspect. If someone says it's indecent and vulgar, why is it indecent and vulgar to them? Is it a religious thing? Is it an upbringing? Is it a personal reflection on something that occurred or happened to them? Who knows? You cannot worry. You cannot wrap your mind around somebody else. You're not responsible for them. They could be happy today, shit-faced and angry tomorrow, and that's not on you. When we talk about indecent exposure, you know, we see a lot of stuff where, you know, these younger girls are looking older and more mature and stuff like that. It's not to be indecent. It makes them feel that. But you have to take into consideration the fear of the mentality of the other side. You know, the, the people that target those younger looking, that target those that are being sensual. Because in their corrupted, perverted, and just decrepit minds, they think that person wants this kind of attention, takes it to that next level. We can't control that. What we can control, what we can help is when we're, you know, dealing with a family member or a loved one that may be giving off that vibe is to say, hey, you look amazingly gorgeous. I am concerned about this. So what are you going to do about it? Nine times out of 10, they still want to do that because it makes them feel empowered. It makes them feel beautiful. It gives them strength and courage. You know, they're going to be a little hesitant, but when they see that people will watch them and walk by and say, oh my God, you're gorgeous. You have a great physique. You make that, you know, uniform or outfit or shorts or spanks, whatever it is, whatever it is, look amazing. Men and women could do this. Men and women both. You know, I love wearing t-shirts. I love wearing my weatherproof pants. I'm very casual. I dress for the environment I'm going into. But I never wear labels, except for my weatherproof pants and Wranglers. That's it. Anything else, you know, it's either going to be my big dogs or it's going to be my uh, rigs workwear because I'm comfortable. That's, that's me. You know, I, I'm from Montana. Casual, solid colors. Plaids. I love plaids too. I love plaids. Don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody wears Paisley anymore. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But, you know, these are the things we have to look at. Dress for your success. Dress to be indecent, to stand out from everybody else. Get that attention. Because when you walk into that room, if your cleavage is showing, if you've got your tie off and your neck's open, you're going to stand out. People are going to be intrigued by you because where do you get that confidence from? Where do you get that? And in their mind, they may think, you're a slut, you're a whore, and this is men and women. But you know what? They're thinking about you. And then once they get that curiosity, they're going to get into their mindset an uncontrollable image. Yeah, I mean, you can't control it. They're going to get that mindset. But then when they see you talking to people or people are engaging with you, whether it's men or women, maybe that'll say, hey, I wonder if I could pull that off. I wonder if I could look that good. It, body size does not matter. I promise you that. There are people that love big bones. There are people that love it. Like I said, look at Jelly Roll the singer. Google Jelly Roll and his wife. It's your personality. Right? You could sugarcoat shit and it's still shit. It's just going to attract more flies. But 
if you dress to you, whether it's a wife beater, but it's a clean wife beater, you got good shoes and all, it's the personality, not the package. People love Christmas. They don't give a shit what it looks like on the outside. It's what the inside that counts. So when you think about this and think about other things, just remember, plan for an adventure. You don't plan to look good. Prepare for negative response. Communicate to those that come up to you and ask you how, why, and what. And engage in life. And if you were curious about how those people got the letters to me, because I'm no longer doing email for the show. I shit you not. If you want to reach out to me, it's 1314 Elm, E-L-M, Village Court. And that's in Dandridge, D-A-N-D-R-I-D-G-E, Tennessee, 37725. And if you forget that, just Google Alan the Safety Guy, and it has to be on Google. It'll pull up all the information. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for joining us today. Now get the fuck out of here and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man. <laughs>